Hello and welcome to the Happier at Work podcast. I'm your host, Aoife O'Brien. This is the Career and Culture podcast. And if you are a forward thinking, people centric leader, then you're absolutely in the right place. Through a combination of interview based episodes as well as solo episodes, I share practical tips on creating happier working environments. I don't believe anybody finds a purpose. I believe people create it. Uh, that, and I think that's where a lot of people go, right, 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 I'm traveling around the world to find my purpose. Well, you're going to be traveling a long time. It, it, it's about creating it. And um, well, how, how do you create? it there's a, there's a few different techniques that i will use with people and and normally we, we tap into it so there's there's a difference between having an all star for me which is the mission and then the purpose which is the why and so if we're, we're going to talk about the purpose specifically so one of the exercises that i get people to do it's a very simple exercise is um they, they get a pen and paper they draw out a bar graph so they've got an x-axis and a y-axis um the the axis at the bottom is time from the moment they were born until now and um, the, the, the axis up the side is sort of positive 10, in the middle is zero, and it kind of goes 10, 9, 10, 9, 2, 1, and then it's minus one down to minus 10. And they just plot their, their perception of life in accordance to experience. So their lowest lows, their highest highs, and they plot it. And then what we do is we, we look at the lowest lows and go, oh, what's the correlation here to the highest highs? Because in my experience, um, every lowest low is directly correlated to the highest high. And the great thing, if, if most recently, that in, in the most recent times, anybody that's listening to this that chooses to do that exercise in, and they're in a real low right now, so they're at like a minus 10 or whatever the, the, the low might be for them, the great news is, is that it means that a new high is on the way. Whether you are looking to strategically and more proactively manage your career or create a more positive work culture in your organisation, this is definitely the podcast for you. Are you ready to take your personal development to the next level? My guest on the podcast today is Will Polston and we talk all things personal development. Will shares insights from his book, North Star Thinking. We shatter things like the knowing doing gap. So maybe you read a lot of books, maybe you know about this stuff already and you're not doing it. We talk about things like our values at work, our motivations and how everything interplays And it all stems down to our feelings as well. So something a little bit different on the podcast today, but I know that you're going to take a lot from it. It's something that can really apply to anyone if you're willing to listen. And I'd love to know what you think of today's episode. So do connect with me. You will find all of my links on the website, happieratwork.ie. And don't forget to mention how you know me. Will, you're so welcome to the Happier at Work podcast. I know we've been talking about doing this recording for a while, so I'm so delighted to have you as my guest. Do you want to let listeners know a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I I grew up with a belief that money equaled happiness, and I went off on a tangent to make as much money as I could as early as I could and become pretty good at that. As part of that process, I stumbled across personal development. The more personal development I did, the more money I made. And then that just went on for some some years and then um 11 years ago i i went to a, an event and had what i call my life my, my lightning moment which was a life-changing moment it cried my eyes out for about 15 minutes because in that moment i realized my real driver was nothing to do with money it had never really been about money what it was really about was my dad and how my dad hadn't achieved certain things he was capable of and the impact that had on him and my mum and me and my family and a whole host of other people and i just vowed from that moment i don't want anyone else to have to go through the suffering that he went through and we went through as a result of them not achieving their full potential so 
from that moment on, I've just been obsessed with anything to do with human awareness, human potential, human behavior to enable people to achieve what it is they're capable of. Been in the, the sort of coaching space now for, for eight or nine years. And um, and, and, and yeah, I just, I'm, I'm an obsessive learner and like taking complex things, simplifying them down. And then uh, that led to my, my book, North Star Thinking, Master Your Mind, Set and Live a Life You Love coming out, which is, is sort of a, a condensation of all of those elements um, to, to kind of give people a, a, a bit of an insight. Mm. I, I think the first thing, uh, Will, that strikes me is the idea that you got into personal development, but it was kind of to your own gain. Let's say you were like, oh, I'm going to focus on this. Oh, this is making me more money and, and just going straight for the money. And I think a lot of people go through that journey. They're like, oh, this this actually works. But then you realize, well, what 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 am I really here for? And what mm. is here beyond money? I love that as a driver that it, you could see that your dad wasn't meeting his potential and that had an impact on so many other people, uh, you know, in, in your life, especially. And I suppose for me, it's I got into personal development maybe 10 or 11 years ago and eased myself in gently learning more and more about what's going on. And a big thing that I found is you can know all of this stuff, but any thoughts on how to apply it so you can read all of these books and know what it is that you're supposed to be doing. But any thoughts on like, well, how do we move from the knowing into the actually applying and doing? Yeah, I, I suppose the um the, the the starting point is 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 very simple has the gap closed because you can learn lots of things and you can mm -hmm. become more knowledgeable but knowledge without action is like what's the point you know so the, yeah. the, the, what what's the what's the action and if that gap isn't closing then learning's not gonna learning more is not gonna help. You know, I, I talk about knowledge, action, knowledge, action, knowledge, action, knowledge, action, and so many people they go knowledge, 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 and they've got all of these things. And what happens yeah. is the more that that you learn, the more of an imposter you would become because like mm. you haven't actually taken action on what what happens. I mean, I remember working with a guy seven years or so ago now, and he was a he was a property investor. He'd spent forty two thousand pounds over a five year period on his property education. Mm. and did nothing but I had no property in five years because he was wow. like, well I need to know more. I'm not good enough yet I need to learn more you know uh, okay. when, when I'm ready you know and yeah. and, and 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 we we start that's that's really what it's about no matter how small we start now that said I was that guy I was exactly mm. that guy so I, I told you the real short version a moment ago but what what actually happened was I had that big lightning moment and at the time i was working in in london i was running a division uh, running a division of a stock brokerage and then i thought well I, I i need to leave and what i really wanted to do was some sort of coaching but i thought well i'll, well, I'll do that when i'm successful you know i'll call yeah. it when then syndrome when this happens then that happens when i'm yeah. successful so i i left that and i i, I set up a you know, renewable energy business and we grew that and it was growing rapidly and we, we had 85 staff growing, growing, growing. And then bang, government changed legislation, killed that business overnight. And I went on holiday at, at the time and um, it just dawned on me, Will, you're, you're just chasing the money again. Like, mm. why don't you just start now? And I read a book called um, The Hero by Rhonda Byrne. She, a lot of people know she wrote the book The Secret and produced the yeah. film The Secret. And it spoke about a guy called Mastin Kip. And uh, Mastin used to post a, a motivational quote on Twitter every day. He had about a, a thousand followers. And then one day he got retweeted by Kim Kardashian and he went from a thousand followers to 10,000 followers overnight. 
Yeah. And I just started crying. I was like, that's all I need to do. I just need to start. If I ever want to help people, just start, Will. Yeah. So I literally come back from that holiday. I started posting a quote a day on social media. After a week, I thought, Will, some people don't go on social media in the morning. Post one in the afternoon as well. So I was doing two a day. A week later, uh, I set up a basic website for myself. A week after that, I wrote my first blog. But that was what went up three months later, I had a 10,000 strong social media following in the fourth month, I ran my first four events, you know, and it just compounded yeah. from that, but that it didn't come from reading any more books or doing any more courses. It came yeah. from the action yeah, yeah. of that process. And I think, I think we delude ourselves. So there's a few things I want to pick up on there. This idea that we have to feel like we're an expert or we have to feel ready before we get started. And the idea is you can start before you're ready you're never going to feel fully ready you're always going to see other people who you think are ahead of you and I'm putting that kind of in in air quotes but there is this imposter type called the expert and the expert you'll see them doing courses and programs all the time because they want to stay ahead and they're consuming content all the time rather than sharing content rather than putting themselves out there so I love that as a lesson that it's you just need to, to get started wherever you are and keep going. And I think the more you do that, you're probably and, you know, I, I'm speaking from my own experience rather than kind of making assumptions about you, Will, but you might be replicating maybe what other people are doing to start because you haven't found your own voice yet. But the more you do it, I think the more authentic you get in doing and, and the kind of the core of what it is that you want to say really shines through. So. I love that as an approach. You also brought up this idea of the when I'm successful, then I can do that. So we're kind of deferring our happiness. We're deferring our our perception of ourselves until something happens. That's something that I'm really becoming a lot more interested in recently because we all have a tendency to do that. I'll be happy when I lose weight. I meet a partner. I insert whatever it is that you want to achieve i get the new job i get the promotion you know whatever it might be we always defer our happiness to when it when it, sometime in the future rather than being happy in the present and kind of focusing on on the now and enjoying the journey much as some people don't like that word it's like oh it's like going on a journey it's like you're never going to reach any destination so the entirety of life is a journey mm, yeah it's it's so true and and to, to answer your point about the, the the starting bit it was exactly that i mean i literally posted quotes of other people yeah so did i yeah yeah every yeah, day twice Instagram a day posts. for yeah. years mm. years and years i did it but it got me started you know yeah. it, it got me started and mm. and and it, it kind of built on and i think the the days of 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 uh an instagram post just just having a quote of it that, that doesn't kind of do much anymore but it, it, it did it enable me to get going and and uh i think you're 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 absolutely right you're better to start than not yeah 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 just get going and then you start to find your own voice you start to find your own authenticity i think afterwards and um, i love the name of the book can we come back to the book for a second yeah of course. so this idea of north star what does north star like what does that mean to you so for, for me it's um there's a famous story you've you probably heard of it. it involves a baby born in december in a stable a couple of thousand years ago um and then with three men supposedly wise all carrying presents and um what what happened was one day it dawned on me right well there's this this famous story and and just for all clarity i'm not religious not that i've got anything against other people that are religious but that, that's kind of not my stance but there was just this it, it just the penny drop for me was one of the most famous stories ever told 
was about these guys that followed this North Star and they achieved their goal, right? And their goal was finding this baby, but they never went to the North Star. Or if they did, I never read that part of the story, right? And yeah, okay. um, and, yeah, and that yeah, for yeah. me was what it was really about is I, I had done for myself, spent so long going through like having the when, syndrome, when then syndrome, set a short term goal, achieve it, set another one, achieve it, set another one, achieve it. You're just pinballing around. But my, my whole point of a North Star is having a goal in life that's so big, you never achieve it. Why? Because then you can detach from the outcome and you can focus on the process instead. I, I just love that as a as a concept. So what would you say is your North Star? To empower people to transform excuses into results and live a life they love. Yeah. And so that is, and again, this is something I'm becoming increasingly interested in or have become aware of over the last number of years, the idea of it's not about the goals, it's more about the habits. So what are you doing every day to realize that? And therefore you're kind of, achieve, if, you, if you call the habits, the goals, you're achieving your goals every day, essentially. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I think that any goal that anyone ever sets is to change the way they feel. Mm. And the reality of what people need to do, it's like we're human beings, right? And we're not human doings. And I believe that any worthy endeavor evolves you as a person. And it's about who you become as part of that process. I love that. I love that. And again, it's this process, it's this journey as opposed to finally getting to a destination, finally feeling happy or finally feeling however it is. I think most people dare I say that's what they want to feel they want to feel good emotions they don't want to wake up and and be sad and feel guilty or disappointed or whatever it might be and um, but I love the concept of your inner driver is to change how you feel so can you talk to me a little bit about the the journey that you took on that how are you feeling and then how you went about transforming that yeah so a really good question I think um any emotion negative or positive is a signal to think or act differently that's it mm. and most people aren't aware of, of of that is the role of an emotion and obviously with self-awareness and self-reflection we have an ability to have an understanding of, of what's really going on and I, I i believe that so many people are living their life incongruently and they're living their life incongruently because they haven't been taught another way of living. So if, if if you look at the majority of the population, the majority of the population are not living their life. They're living somebody else's life, mm -hmm. somebody else that had a vision for them, a preconceived idea of what their life should be like, which are essentially other people's values and a value is a priority. Mm -hmm. And those values were injected or projected into them from an authority figure that could have been a parent, an aunt, a grandparent, it could have been a school teacher, it could have been society mm. and people are living that way rather than their own way. And it's only when we get truly clear on what it is that we, we really want and we, we we take control of how we what what our what we truly value and we live in accordance to that, that we have an ability to live in inspiration. So the difference between inspiration and motivation, motivation is external you'll constantly need external motivation and one of the ways that i know if people are living 
their values or somebody else's from the language they're using. So if they're lang using language like I have to, I need to, mm. I ought to, I should, that's an indication they're living somebody else's values. When they're living their own values, they're using language like I love to, I desire to, you know, I'd, um, I, I, yeah, I, I love to, I want to. Whereas the great thing about that is that when you're in inspiration, it's exactly that it comes from within, you know, inspiration, in spirit. What's another word mm. for spirit? Energy. You're in your energy. So people think they burn out because they're working too hard. They don't. They burn out because they're not spending enough time doing the stuff that they love doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally agree. Totally agree. On that note, on the I have to, I should, I must, I'm a big believer in that and shifting that language so rather than saying i have to shift the language to i choose to so if you find yourself in circumstances that are not conducive to achieving what it is that you want to achieve it's i'm choosing to stay here to support my family to whatever it is rather than saying i have to stay in this job that i really hate because and you're blaming external circumstances essentially so if you take back the power internally i think it's a huge um it's a huge shift i'd never heard before that distinction of recognizing the language when when you say the difference between I have to versus I love doing xyz it was just not something I was aware of before and I'm like <laughs> I'm like oh I hope I'm saying I love to do these things rather than I have to do these things now um so absolutely love that and people living in congruently one thing that I was going to say is yeah like society I think at large values certain things and we see what other people are doing we aspire to that we might get jealous or we might get envious and then we want to replicate what they're doing and I think oftentimes we arrive at where where we think we want it to be and we're looking around going this doesn't really feel like I thought it would feel I thought it would feel differently I thought I would feel differently I thought I would feel better for whatever reason so I think that happens a lot any any sort of examples to share around that where that happens yeah I mean I, I work with a lot of business owners and the one of the things that I, I see happen over and over again is when people achieve their goals so for example, yeah. for a lot of business owners, they have a, a plan. It could be a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, or whatever plan. And their goal is to um, exit the business, you know, sell the business, let's say. And they have a big liquidity event and they load of cash hits the account and and, and whatever. And within the, 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 the following months, they're depressed. And they're, they're depressed because, or they're having feelings of depression. If I, if I'm gonna sort of get really, really particular on it, because I don't believe yeah. that anybody has depression, they have feelings of depression. Is that it's because all of a sudden they had an ideal of how they would like their life to be, which was this big fantasy. I'm gonna sell the business. I'm gonna feel amazing. I'm I'm gonna wake up every day looking forward to just doing nothing, you know, and and being able to have full freedom of my day and. If I want to go to the beach, go to the beach. If I want to go on holiday, go on holiday, only to realize that that's, it's not what they thought it would be. And mm. um, people have feelings of depression when they're comparing a fantasy to a reality. And the, the, the bigger the gap, the bigger the feelings of depression. Yeah. And is that to do with, like, what springs to my mind in that situation is, on the one hand, it's the expectations, what we expected something to be like versus the reality of what it actually is. And I think it applies in a, a lot of different contexts and a lot of different circumstances where we expect one thing. And that is the one of the big drivers. I love that, that, that distinction of being depressed versus feelings of depression. 
I love that distinction that you've made. The the other thing that struck me as well as you were talking was when someone sells their business and they have all of this free time and they've got loads of money, is it the sense of purpose maybe that's missing from that? That yeah. they don't really have anything to do with their time anymore and and they're they're kind of missing that the process or the the kind of once the goal is attained then it's like okay so what do i do now and what do i aim for and they're maybe a little bit aimless without a doubt it's, it's exactly that let, let, let's face it the majority of the population are still conditioned to operate in accordance to the industrial age you know you're going to start work you're going to work for 50 years and then you're going to retire and then you get to yeah. do what you want right mm. and 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 that whole that everything was designed in alignment even the whole schooling system you know i mean let's not go down that rabbit hole but yeah it is indeed but it was designed for that time in in the way that we operated on the planet we're in a different time now and i think that um yeah people pe people people do exactly that you know people they learn they earn then they yearn and i i think that i mean how many people do we know I mean, not personally, but know of that have spent their whole life working. They get to 65, they retire, and in the space of a year or two, their health deteriorates mm. and then they die. Yeah. You know, well, it's because they've not got their purpose. And and then you take, on the other hand, um, the the Japanese, you know, there's, there's a little island off of Japan called Okinawa, and they've got more centurions than anywhere else on the planet. Yeah. Why? Well, all other things being equal, diet and exercise and whatnot, they live by a concept called an ikigai, which is a reason for being. And an ikigai is made up of four components, and it's kind of the cross-section of the four, which is what do you love, what are you good at, what does the world need, and what can you be paid for? And you've got these 100-year-old people still working, but they're not working because people, oh, my God, they're 100, they're still working. What a sad life to live, you know? Mm. But they're loving what they're doing every day. They're yeah. socialising. They're, they're, I'm, I'm quite funny with language right mm. but even dabbling down that that the specific wording you know i love to learn the etymology of certain words where the root yeah, origin yeah. of them but take the word retire you know yeah. why the hell do i want to get more and more tired every day retire yeah. retire yeah, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just that, that's not for me yeah side note on the retire i did uh i saw a meme there a few 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 months ago it might have been last year sometime and they said um they're like oh i've i'm retired and then, yeah, the next slide was something like, yeah, I was tired yesterday and I'm tired again today. Yeah. So I just love that as a concept. But brilliant. So this this idea of purpose being really, really important for like the underlying. And I love the idea. Like I don't ever see myself retiring. For me, I want to do something that I enjoy so much that I want to continue doing it. I might work fewer hours but I want to continue doing what it is and contributing and having an impact on the world that I want to have. Whereas I think, like you say, the majority of the population have this mentality that I'm going to be happy when I retire, you know, and retirement might still be 20 or 30 years away. Um, but you're kind of working and saving. I took a slightly different route in that I spent about two and a half years traveling solo around the world at various different times and people thought I was crazy they're like no one's seen a 29 year old backpacker why, why are you going backpacking I was like as if I 29 was too old you know I've kind of missed the boat on that because I'm not in my early 20s or late teens anymore um but coming back to to this idea of purpose how do you think 
people can tap into that a little bit more and find their purpose? I don't believe anybody finds a purpose. Okay. Um, I, I don't believe people find. I, I believe people create it. Okay. So yeah. um, uh, that, and I think that's where a lot of people go. Right, right. I'm going to go traveling around the world to find my purpose. Well, you're going to be traveling a long time. You yeah, know. Yeah. So it's it, it it's about creating it. And um, well, how how do you create it? There's a, there's a few different techniques that I will use with people, and and normally. We, we tap into it. So there's there's a difference between having a North Star for me, which is the mission, and then the purpose, which is the why. Yeah. And so if we're, we're going to talk about the purpose specifically, so one of the exercises that I get people to do, it's a very simple exercise, is um, they, they get a pen and paper, they draw out a bar graph. So they've got an x-axis and a y-axis. Um, the, the axis at the bottom is time from the moment they were born until now. And um, the, the, the axis up the side is sort of positive 10, in the middle is zero and it kind of goes 10, 9, 10, 8, 2, 1. And then it's minus one down to minus 10. And they just plot their their perception of life in accordance to experience. So their lowest lows, their highest highs, and they plot it. And then what we do is we, we look at the lowest lows and go, oh, what's the correlation here to the highest highs? Because mm -hmm. in my experience, um, every lowest low is directly correlated to the highest high. And... The great thing, if if most recently that in, in the most recent times anybody that's listening to this that chooses to do that exercise, and and they're in a real low right now, so they're at like a minus ten or whatever the, the the low might be for them. The great news is is that it means that uh, a, a new high is on the way. Yeah, yeah. And things can only um, go up from here. Yeah, right. Exactly. So so it's 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 being aware of that and also um, it's making that correlation. So for me, I I was living. For, for many, many years, just making the money and doing it until that day I had that realization, wow, yeah, the lowest moment that I can remember was being 10 or 11 years old and when everything went wrong with money and it was a real nightmare and there was arguing and all, all this stuff and it was like life changed as I knew it. And I was like, I don't want people to go through that suffering. And that was it. And I just, I, I knew. But for me, I, I, I stumbled across it. But now it's like we can scientifically work it out. And what I mean by scientifically is like there's a process. There's not a person on the planet that I haven't been able to to, to crack it with. Not that I've worked with all 8 billion people yet, but uh, the, <laughs> but, yet. but the, the people, yeah, exactly. But, but, but it is. And, and, and it's it's just a case of asking some of those questions. But that's one of the ways of doing it. And, and, and we just look for patterns because that's really what I've done. I have all the people I've worked with over the years, I just look for the patterns. Mm -hmm. And human beings, whilst we, we might think that we're complex, you know, there's only so many problems that you can have personally or professionally or financially. And then it's just the pattern. And as mm -hmm. you said before, the habit, you know, what what's the activity that we're doing that's proceed, preceding that event consciously or unconsciously? And that's the key part. I think there's a lot of people that are running patterns unconsciously and they don't realize they're patterning they're, they're 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 running those patterns until the light shone on it and then mm. they go wow where did that come yeah. from so i'll give you an example um so for as long as i can remember when no, no when people well maybe, maybe people don't say it to you but when 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 i was a, a young lad growing up people would often say so what's your type will what's your type like in terms of the uh the 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 the, the other um of, of what i sort of fancied i suppose uh, are you a boobs guy are you a bum guy yeah, and I was yeah. Like, no I'm, I'm i'm eyes and smile actually you know yeah big blue eyes and a nice smile and and, and yeah that that's it for me and and i just thought that was my thing and then one day this is probably 
seven years ago, six years ago, um, it just dawned on me. It's like, oh my god, oh my god. Um, I, I I remembered, and what I remembered. So the 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 pattern that I would run in relationships would be that I would be with an amazing girl, um, normally big, beautiful eyes, beautiful smile, and I would screw it up in one way or another, mm. or um, I would be with a girl, beautiful eyes, beautiful smile, um, but like. I just had to get away from them. They, there was, it was not right, you know. Uh, and and the the term that I would probably have used back then was they're a little bit crazy, you know. Mm. And and they went a bit crazy, right? So that that was for me. And then it dawned on me what happened was when I was about six years old, the love of my life at six years old, Kelly McCormack. Um, she was an Australian, and yes, I've tried to find her on Facebook, and I can't find her. So Kelly, if you're listening to this. Um, let me know but no Kelly McCormack I was about six years old the sort of person you walk around the playground holding hands with and, and mm. whatnot. she was on straight and, and one day she just left and um, and, and I, I'm, I'm guessing her parents must have been like contractors over here or whatever and one day she just moved back to Australia and, and what had happened was that six year old me was hurt so bad that what I did was that if I found the the, the, the version okay, the big beautiful eyes the big beautiful smile was that I would pick the person that I knew I wouldn't be with long term so I didn't get hurt or yeah. I would screw the relationship up so I didn't get hurt. And that was the pattern that I was running unconsciously for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you talk about patterns, like for me, it's the same stuff keeps happening again and again and it kind of gets progressively worse as time goes on. It's, um, you know, when I first started learning about this stuff, it was like, these are the, le it's here for a lesson. And if you don't address it now, it's just going to escalate until have it you... really smacks you in the face, basically. Well, have you heard of the the feather, the brick and the bus? No, I haven't. So, so the, the, I mean, it's only it's, it's talking about hitting you in the face. So the, the, uh, the, the, the idea is that at any given time, the universe, if you want to call it that, for some people it's God, whatever it might be, um, we will give you a lesson. The first lesson that they'll they'll to course correct you will be a feather. So they'll just tickle you a little bit. <laughs> if you ignore the feather, you'll get a brick in the face. Yeah. If you ignore the brick in the face, you get the bus. <laughs> is there anything by the past bus. the bus? <laughs> well, uh, or is that I, the I, real I, wake yeah, up? Yeah, that's call? that's the end exactly. That's the real yeah. wake up call. So it's yeah. like, are, are you listening? Yeah. which comes back to the whole living congruently thing. And and I think living congruently is by being aware of our emotions. You know, they're, they're there to give us our intuition. I think that for me, emotions are just a label we put on a feeling. Yeah. And look, I'll be the first to admit, I've been a very heady person over the years, you know, whereas like that, that's the tip of the iceberg. We've got a whole body um, and, and for us to embody things at a cellular level. And I know there's a lot more research these days coming out about the gut brain and you your head, your heart and your gut and what should you be doing and what should you be listening to? And I, I think that you shouldn't just listen to your body personally. I think that it's a combination of, of, of all three. And, yeah. um, I, um, when, when your head, your heart and your gut, sorry, when you're living congruently to your values, your head and your heart and your gut will say the same thing. Yeah. I love that. Um, and values is something again, that had you asked me six years ago, I'd be like, I have no idea what my values are. I know what the company values are, where I work. Those values don't resonate because they're not being lived in the organization. We're not seeing it's, it's one of the, the one I always think of the, 
is simple. They talked about a value of being simple and it was the most bureaucratic organization I'd ever worked in. If you wanted to send out a marketing email, you had to get approval from one of two people in the States. So they're representing the entire global organization for approvals to send out a local email to local clients. So, I mean, it was anything but simple. But I went on to do a master's then in organizational behavior and this concept of values came up again. And I was like, oh, maybe there's something behind this. I, you know, I'm really interested. So do you have any thoughts on how can people uncover what their values are or kind of shift away from societal values or values that they see in, in other people or values that have maybe been imposed on them by, by their caregivers, by their relations? I absolutely do. And it's something, it's a, it's a big chapter in the book um, because I was the same as you. I was hearing values everywhere. And yeah. it for me, it was all too ambiguous, mm. right? And, and and I haven't worked in big corporate, but like everybody says the same thing. Oh yeah, these things that are on the wall that we review <laughs> once every three years or whatever it is. And, and there's some photos of them, I think in reception maybe. Um, it's like one of those sort of things. But mm. um so so i what one of the, my big things is taking complex stuff and making it simple yeah. so that it, it's kind of universally it can be universally applied and the as time went on i i, I made some distinctions around values that i think people might find helpful which are these so um first of all uh, you've you've got um what i call end values so end values um are things that you move towards or away from and they're typically feelings so i want to move towards connection for example um uh is 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 just one example um and i want to move away from um uh people might say guilt let's say i hate Mm -hmm. feeling guilty so i'm aware from that but then the the, then you have your means values so the means are the is is kind of the the context of, of which the end values are achieved or avoided and those means values are um based on a process that I'll explain in a minute but for example the means values is the thing that you do so most people when they refer to values they'll talk about um um sort of societal ideals so they'll things like, oh yeah I, I value integrity and I value loyalty and I value um peace right which are bollocks um because the the, the reality of it is when you're in a situation that that can't happen you're willing to breach those things yeah and the situation is what the means values are right so yeah. that's that's yeah, that's yeah. where we it's break contextual, down is that exactly yeah. exactly so, it's contextual so, so so i'm happy to take money if it means going against the company values or if it's something a bit dodgy or mo- like again thinking back to my corporate days move like one thing that was done regularly was moving money from january 2024 as an example into december 2023 so we hit our q4 goals and we hit our year-end goals exactly right (laughs) and 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 also but then then you look at some other situations you know like oh yeah i'd never steal money all right okay well if if all of a sudden you found yourself in a situation where you were starving you were homeless and whatever else and it's okay like then would you do it Oh well, but that's different. What well, is it different? And that's mm. then that's the so it it, yeah. it becomes a, a very interesting conversation. But the 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 point being is that so you could have two people, um, they both value connection, but mm. one person values connection with their friends, and another person values connection with their family. So okay, it's the yeah. thing that they're doing. Whereas yeah. 
then but but then the person that values friendship with their family they it's, it's not that they like being around people it's who they're around you know so yeah it's not the connection but i remember i remember when i was a kid um i was very fortunate for the majority of my childhood we, we went on holiday every year in the six weeks holiday i used to see that this holiday of my family is this massive inconvenience that stopped me from being able to hang out with my friends for the full six weeks <laughs> yeah. you know and it's which i mean to, talk about a, a such a i mean I was very young, but I was super privileged to go on holiday, but I didn't see it as that. I was like, yeah, but I want to be with my friends. Why, mm. why do I have to come on holiday with the family and hang around with yeah. my, my brother and sister that are three years younger than me, which obviously when you're a kid, three years huge is like difference. a huge gap. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not hanging around with them and my, my sister that's 10 years younger than me. You know, I'm cool. I want a skateboard. They can't <laughs> even ride a bike. You know, it was like, um, and, and it's, it's that kind of thing. So, um, and how do you do it? Well, look, the, the best way that i've come across finding means values is the the demartini value determination process it's free mm -hmm. go to drdemartini.com you can do it there's 13 questions but i've i've refined that into a real quick way of doing it with people which is um looking at four things and so the, the the acronym stem s-t-e-m is looking at your space so if you walked into my office and for those of you that is this going out on on youtube as well are we getting the, the video going anyway? okay great yeah. so people are watching on the youtube you can see um but people that aren't um you're just gonna have to take my word for it <laughs> um, but if you look behind me there's like there's trophies and there's books and there's there's everything in front of me i've got a load more books and there's some the, the the certificates and 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 and, and whatnot and awards so you could walk into my environment and and you look on i've got a big whiteboard there with a load of goals on the wall so you walk in instantly just by being in in my environment you can get a sense of who i am now even just the books you know you look at the books they're almost all business or self-help whereas mm. you might walk into a doctor's surgery yeah there's loads of books but they're all around medicine okay. so you get a, 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 a gauge of what someone values by their space so hence the yes so whereas i don't know you, you people might be listening to this you go into their car and it's just full of golf gear the golf clubs are in the back the golf shoes are in the front you know there's there's a load of balls ex spare balls that have been bought from the recent shop that are just chucked on the back seat you know so well this person clearly values golf um as an example the second one is time so reviewing your time where do you spend your time um what what are you actually doing e is for energy what and it's not just what you expend your energy on but it's what you get your energy from so that's i think really interesting so yesterday i did a 15 hour day I had a, a meeting with a business partner from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. I ran my mastermind all day and went straight into a dinner that I ran with. We had 50 clients and friends, um, 15 hour day. I left that, 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 that venue at 10 p.m. as energized as I was at 8 a.m. Yeah, it wasn't, it didn't completely suck the life out of me. Yeah, whereas yeah. there's other things that I can do for half an hour and it's drain my energy. And then the fourth one is money. What are you spending your money on? Um, and, and it's more disposable income than anything else. What are you spending your disposable income? Because obviously people might have mortgages and bills to pay, whatever. Yeah. But but what, what are you spending your disposable income on? Whereas for me, it's like I'm constantly buying books. I'm constantly buying courses. Mm. I'm buying things for like two weeks ago i bought myself an ice bath you know so because and, and the ice bath represent not because i value um cold water per se but i value um uh the 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 the, the personal development that that is a tool for yeah 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 i love that absolutely brilliant and and i had heard of that previously like this the idea of what is actually around you like that's how you spend your time and I suppose one of the questions I have in relation to that is what if it's 
not the right things. Does this go back to the incongruent piece? So you're surrounding yourself with stuff or you're spending your money on stuff, but actually it's not giving you that sense of fulfillment. Is that linked with this feeling of incongruency then? Yes, ish. So so if if somebody... um, if somebody tells me, um, yeah, I, I really want to, um, yeah, I, I will, I, I really, really want to learn. I'm, I, I'm, I'm really, that's what I want to do this year. And, um, you, you go home and you look at what they're doing and they spend all evening just sat there on Netflix watching the, the latest series. Hmm. Now the, the space element is the, the reason why I say space is, is potentially different is because what you have today is a result of where you were. Right. So everything that I have today is a result of where I was. The Mm. stuff that I'm doing now moving forward is based on where I'm going. And I think that that's worth bearing in mind because somebody could have had a a, a real significant shift in the life. My office eight years ago wasn't completely full of books and awards and certification and all the rest of it. It was based on the stuff that I'd had from years gone by. Yeah. You know, like some of those trophies behind me are from when I played ice hockey, yeah. right? Which are all whereas some of my more recent awards are from coaching. Like last year, I won the um, business enabler award, and and so so it's 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 different based on the the time lag. So yeah, I so I, I I I'm I'm always sort of sense checking myself. Is is that completely true? And 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 would I ever disagree with that? And that's the only time I disagree with it. Yeah. It's just knowing that the seeds that you're sowing today that you're gonna you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna reap in that, in that makes. I think that makes sense what you what you're talking about, um, Will, this idea that what you have now is a result of what you've done up to this point, And maybe you've had a shift, uh, a shift in mindset over the last year, months, whatever it might be. But it's taking time for that to kind of materialize into your space or into your time or whatever that might be. But presumably your time and your money you're spending on the stuff that you want to you're moving towards as opposed to the stuff that you're moving away from. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that. And, and, and the, um, it's when we were talking earlier about habits, you were talking about the goal of the habit. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for focus on the process and that's the big part of North Star thinking, right? If if you have a goal that's so big, you accept you're never going to achieve, then you can detach from the outcome and you can focus on the process. You fall in love with the process and then you don't have to worry about the, 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 the the sort of getting to the destination. Mm. But like to, at the moment, I'm on a bit of a, as I'm sure many people are in, in January, on a bit of a, a health and fitness kick. And um, whilst I might look at the scales today, my weight today is not because I've eaten clean for the last 11 days. It's mm. because of years worth. Whereas what I see on the scales in three months, you know, I could, in three months time, I might be the perfect weight, exactly how I want to be and all the rest of it. And that morning I could eat loads of ice cream, loads of chocolate, loads of sweets. It's not going to necessarily show up on the scales that day, yeah. you know, and it's not going to, I'm not going to look in the mirror that day and go, oh my God, you know, I've just put on 10% body fat because of doing those actions. It's yeah. the compounded effort of yeah. weeks and months. I think play. it's a really nice analogy to use. It's showing like you say the compounded effect of all of the stuff that you do over time it's not just this one thing that's going to make a difference but it's the habits and the the process that you go through rather than just one-off things which i think people this is what people see a lot of the time like one person has one 
one thing happened and they had overnight success but actually that's not that's not the reality whatsoever um will it's been absolutely brilliant chatting with you any final thoughts in relation to insights from the book to share before we wrap things up I mean, uh, no, I think we've, we've covered it. We've got, obviously there's only so much we can do in terms of surface level at the, the day, but if obviously yeah. if people uh, are intrigued, then please go and, and go and grab a copy and, uh, and, and, and check it out. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot that we cover in a very short 200 odd pages or whatever it is. So, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, we, we cover a lot of ground on, on, on everything from sort of that you're North star to mastering your time, to evolving your thinking, to, um, creating habits that stick. We, we cover all of those in, in detail in the book. Brilliant. Yeah. I look forward to getting a copy myself. So thank you. Um, the other thing that the, and the question that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what does being happier at work mean to you? A great question. Have you heard of L Nightingale? The name doesn't ring a bell. No. So L Nightingale, he, he, he's got a, a fa very famous audio, 30 minute audio um, called The Strangest Secret. L Nightingale was mentored by Napoleon Hill, who a lot of people know who wrote the book Think and Grow Rich. And um, yesterday I was reading, uh, I reread re the book and listened to the audio. And there was a guy whose name I can't remember. And, and they defined success. And they said, success is the progression of progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So for me, being um, happy for me is is very much that is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. And I also believe that happiness is equal to or greater than your expectations. So that that what's your expectation of? So for me, I'm I'm bringing both those elements together because your happiness is equal to or greater than your expectations. But the if your expectation is of a worthy ideal that you're constantly progressing towards, mm. then you've got both of those married together. Yeah, love that. And it ties in very nicely with your book, I, I have to say as well, I think um, this whole concept of what we've been talking about throughout our conversation. So if people want to connect with you, if they want to get their hands on your book, if you have any events coming up, what's the best place that they can do that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, Will Polston, you know, on all the socials, you can you can jump in there. There's um, WillPolston.com, um, the, um, the the podcast, Make It Happen with Will Polston, you know, if you're interested in, in, in kind of where we're at there. Um, and then the book, for most people, the quickest way of getting it is is just Amazon um, and jumping on Amazon and you, you get it within the day or whatever it is from Amazon. But um, yeah, there's a few bookstores that, that you can get it from Garn Waterstones and, and whatnot. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's normally the best place for most people around the world. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I so enjoyed the conversation today and I'm sure listeners are going to take so much away from it as well. No, thank you. Really enjoyed it. That was another episode of the Happier at Work podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. And I really hope today's episode resonated with you. If you did enjoy today's episode, I'd love for you to take a couple of minutes or even a couple of seconds to leave a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform. It really does mean the world to me. As always, if you want to connect with me, you'll find all of my links on the website happieratwork.ie.